Welcome to Access Nation, a podcast that is solely dedicated to the lift and access industry. Our mission is to keep you informed on the latest industry news and current events. This is Access Nation. I'm your host, Phil Duane, and I am super excited about today's topic. And I'm going to feature RER Magazine and the RER Top 100 from 2018. Um, keep in mind, all the all the magazines and, and the things they put out in the industry are great. Um, and Lift and Access Magazine included, uh, Rental Management, Rental Product News, RER's Top 100 today. Before I get into the RER Top 100, I want to touch on the history of the OEMs and the rental channel for distribution of access equipment. Uh, You go back in the 80s and 90s, um, there were several OEMs, Marklift, Simon, Snorkel, JLG, Grove, Skyjack, Mac, Upright, um, and, uh, and, and others I'm leaving out, but those are some of the big ones. And what they would do was they would, let's just say, focus on a, a metro area or a market like, let's just say, Minneapolis. And and if you were at the factory, you went in and, and, and you set up a dealer and he had a protected territory of this many counties for your product. And and what happened with the aerial portion is it, it went right into the rental chain and that's how it worked. People didn't want to own scissors and booms. They wanted to rent them. And then the the subcontractors and such could bid the rental into the job. And that's how the access industry evolved um, with with the distribution cycles. What happened later was, and you're getting into the late 90s or the early 90s into the late 90s, there was a consolidation of all those uh, access equipment dealers. And it was started by uh, United Rentals and Bradley Jacobs. He went in and bought dealers and and formed a national rental company. It's a publicly traded company. He did the same thing with waste management, and he and he exited that position. He went into United Rentals. So when that happened, if if United Rentals bought the Grove dealer in Minneapolis, but then he bought the snorkel dealer in Kansas City, then it was confusing for the OEMs to say, okay, do we really have a dealer network now? How do we do this? And what happened was it consolidated the OEMs. You don't see Marklift anymore. You don't see Simon. You don't see Grove. And and Upright's gone. Well, Upright's actually folded into snorkel. And, And actually, JLG brought the rights of Grove, if I'm correct. So that consolidation happened. It was a great movement for the industry from if you were an OEM because now you have enough sales that you can invest back in the product. And we evolved a long way from 80-foot booms. You don't have to extend the axles in, sky power, glacier kits, um, plus just the advancement of the machine and and the things that that they'll do now that they didn't do uh, back when they originally started making booms and scissors. So it's been a cool evolution, and to understand the history um, is you know, it's just where we came from. Keep in mind, we're reporting, uh, or actually IPAF is reporting 600,000 MEWPs, and, or basically booms and scissors, or, or man lifts. And so this thing grew big, and a lot of it is the hustle that, that everybody put behind it. But it, you got to understand the history, 
in order to understand where we're at today. And that brings me back into today's topic of the RER Top 100. And when you look down through the list of 100, I'm going to break it down in categories that kind of explains how it is truly a, you know, a national footprint of an industry. Um, the, the small rental companies, or let's say, I won't say small, but say you're one, two locations, it's rare. Um, everybody has a bigger footprint, and how I'm going to break that down to you will be interesting. And so stay tuned. Access Nation is now available on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Subscribe today for all of the latest industry news. My mama had a soft spot. Welcome back. We're talking about the RER Top 100, and let me throw some numbers at you. Um, the RER Top 100 for 2018 reports $25.2 billion in rental uh, revenue. And if you go back to uh, an uh, article put out by Rental Management Magazine, they report the total U.S. equipment rental revenue at um, actually their forecast for 2019 is up 5.2% in 2018 at $55.8 billion. So the RER Top 100 will make up around, let's just say half, a um, little less than half of the total market. So there's a whole lot more out there than just the Top 100 that we're talking about. And, and although it seems consolidated, it's still very fragmented, and there's a lot to be had for a lot of different companies out there in this rental equipment world. We at Access Nation... We tend to focus on the on the boom, scissors, and handlers. So that's going to be my primary focus on companies in the RER Top 100. And I told you I want to break it down differently, and here's how I want to do it. There's national rental companies, and they're multi-locations and publicly traded. Um, that's the big, those are the top percentages of, of the RER Top 100. And... There's an AED style that has branched off into rental with their business. What I mean by AED style is a traditional equipment dealer. Like we talked about in the old days that aerial people had, um, you have a Bobcat dealer who has protected air territory that Bobcats assigns them. You have Cat, Komatsu, Kabelko, Case. They are all like AED style uh, equipment companies. And what they did was they saw how much, you know, they can do in rental. And so they have these rental programs and rental divisions in their company. And so that's another division of how I break it down. So you got national run companies, you got AED style guys with rental and then the crane guys, um, the crane plus aerial guys. And, you know, anywhere you see a boom lift, um, you'll see a crane most generally on the big jobs. So, it, it works hand-in-hand hand to them, and they grew their business with cranes, uh, with aerials, with the cranes. So, And then the last way I break it down would be a traditional rental store that focuses primarily on access equipment. Now, in those traditional IRCs, I'm talking about m maybe a partnership, a few guys that started a rental company. They maybe started out with you know, two truckloads of scissors, a couple articulated booms, and a few straight booms. And, and those guys have all, you know, that's kind of how the industry started when we had the dealers. And, and there's only a few of them left, but they're, they're out there. And keep in mind, it's very competitive out there. So 
um, and they're writing the, they're writing the check out of their personal account to or their business account to pay for this equipment. So I look at them differently, and, and they have challenges when you compete against some of these giant giant companies or AED style guys or the crane guys. But but they're noteworthy because you may work for a national rental company now, or you may work for one of these big AED style uh, companies, but most everybody started as an IRC um, and then they got bought out. Some of the acquisitions, and I'm going to focus on uh, the number one ranked uh, RER top 100 company, and that's United Rentals. And, and just to give you an idea, their acquisition started with small uh, rental guys and then it worked. So then they started buying bigger guys, U.S. Rentals, RSC, Blue Line, Equipment Supply, um, NES, I mean, United Rentals went from buying the small rental guys to buying the bigger rental guys. And so, but if you drill that down, if you work for United Rentals, there's a good chance you started with one of those small traditional IRCs. And that's kind of how it evolved. Um, but in breaking it down in those kind of segments, um, let me just give you an idea where United is at number one. Um, they're reporting uh, $6 billion in rental volume uh, for 2018. And... Eight billion, eight billion in total sales, and they run about one thousand one hundred sixty-five locations. So, not all of those locations are access specific. They've diversified into other things, and uh, they made some acquisitions to to kind of diversify them. But they generally, when they started, they were heavy access or heavy aerial equipment. Um, in the rental company. Number two, Sunbelt Rentals, um, similar type growth for them. They're at 4.6 billion and um, in about 798 locations and growing. And they've grown through acquisitions as well. So that's how kind of how it relates. Now, when you, when you go into, let's just say the top four, um, of course, the original national account, um, even when you go back when there was dealers that caused kind of some commotion if you were an OEM and, and you had dealers and Hertz wanted to buy equipment from you because they kind of changed the distribution. Um, Hertz Equipment Rental, um, owned by Ford at the time, they were they had a, a multi-location uh, all over the country. They're the original national account. Today, or 2018, they report 270 locations and about $1.6 in rental volume. And that's the top three as we know them. Uh, number four, a little different twist to me, and this is where things get uh, as far as because I look up, I think of access equipment when I look at this RER Top 100. I don't think about all the other things that are rented, and there's a lot of other stuff rented. But Home Depot Tool Rental or Home Depot Rentals, and, of course, we know they have 1,300, what are they reporting, 1,300 locations and, and 940 uh, million in rental uh, volume. But at the same time, if they're in the access side, they got the towable booms, the sizzle lifts, some of the small stuff. And that's for maybe some of the weekend warrior guys that, that need some of that equipment or maybe some smaller contractors, just convenient for them to pick up what they need at Home Depot. And and then they can rent their equipment there. That's probably the number four is probably the asterisk that I would put by them because if Home Depot truly wanted to be in this, um, they can learn a lot from looking at the top two, you know, Sunbelt United and, and even Hertz uh, to an extent. But um, if they truly wanted to be in this in a big way, acquisition would probably be the way they would go. Um, in national accounts, um, 
publicly traded is how I refer to them. Now, and there's several others. I mean, you have Sun State um, with 69 locations. You have H&E that has 96 locations. And so there's several out there that I'm leaving out. But I'm going to focus just on a couple from each segment. Uh, the AED style, um, whether when I refer to them as the rental guys that have other lines as far as protected dealers, uh, Bobcat, Cat, Komatsu, Kabeko, Case. Um, Case um, would have Titan machinery, and they are into rental as well. Komatsu, um, there's a few of them on here as well. Bobcat has a few. And, of course, the cat rental stores are on there. And the cat rental stores probably start, I mean, looking at this list, they start around uh, number 14, and that'd be uh, Battlefield Equipment uh, up in Canada. But then they're sprinkled all out through uh, in, in the top, most of them in the top 25, top 30, as far as cat dealers go. And when they report this stuff, you can also make note that probably keep some things to their vest if they have to. The publicly traded companies, they have to kind of share things because they're owned by their shareholders. But some of these others that are like franchise owned, uh, they can report what they want. Not that I'm saying their numbers are off on this, but I, I'm looking at the list and there's some pretty big cat dealers that don't report as much rental volume as I thought they would do. Um, the Komatsu one I'm thinking about that hits the top is Kirby Smith Machinery in Oklahoma City. And, um, and, and, and there's several others. I can't mention them all. When it comes to cranes, um, and of course, if, you, if you're working a deal on a crane and you know about a big project going on or a big job, it's just it's easy for them to roll right into access equipment uh, after they get the deal on the cranes. So it worked perfect. I'm talking about uh, Maxim Crane. Uh, Maxim Crane comes in at number five with 90, $920 million in rental volume with 56 locations. When you talk about Bobcat, um, Lepo comes up as one. When you talk about Cabelco, I think of number 67, Illinois Truck and Equipment, with only two stores and reporting $40 million in rental volume. The last segment that I want to cover is the traditional IRCs, the independent rental guys. Stay tuned for that breakdown. If you are short an 80-foot boom or higher when your customer demands it, please make us your first call. Shimp Wholesale Re-Rent. 816-749-3343. It's a different kind of cloth that we're cut from. We let our colors show where the numbers ain't. We're the paint where there ain't supposed to be paint. That's who we are. That's how we now we're going to talk about the IRCs. And... I keep hitting this with you, but the industry started with independent guys. So um, this are kind of the bread and butter things. And, and I want to discuss some things that I've experienced is when you when you watch a guy go beg banks for a line of credit and he can then get a truckload of scissors, maybe a truckload of new and a truckload of used, and then he starts into his booms, he gets his trucks, he gets his drivers, gets his mechanics. And they grow these in, into, you know, more machines and maybe two or three locations. And and so I like the IRCs from that standpoint. But keep in mind, you can go down through the, all the list of RER 100. And a lot of guys, this is where we started. If you're in the access industry and you've been here for any amount of time, you kind of came up from an IRC. You know, the RER Top 100 has number seven Ahern Rentals. Ahern runs 88 locations and does about $651 million in rental income. And those are 2018 numbers. 
And I'm just going to run down through the list of the IRC guys that, um, as I see them. I know there's some that don't report, and I know there's some that should be in here that aren't in here, but this is what the RER 100 reports. Number 35, Skyworks, 17 locations, $89 million. Number 50, Star, out in the northwest, 18 locations, $56 million. Number 57, Rental One, uh, out of Texas, they had reporting $50 million in 13 locations, and we have a tie at number 59. Uh, CBS out of Texas has 47 million 11 locations and high reach company uh, 47 million with five locations and and that's just a quick run through and there's more and I don't want to leave anybody out but I want to focus on the IRC portion from the standpoint of you know these guys are always looking to grow I think a lot of them probably um, could be for sale in some ways because that's just the evolution of how this industry has grown and worked. Not saying that they are or they aren't, but at the same time, if if you work for an IRC or you're a part of an IRC, um, what you're doing and learning matters, and it, it can apply just as any other rental company that you know one day you could be wearing a different jersey, and and what you're learning and doing now can work anywhere, and that's kind of the industry and the relationships and and how it works, especially in the access side. If you've been a part of aerial equipment for more than 15 years, you've seen how it evolved and changed and grown. And now we have this new standard coming in uh, to the equipment and guys got to roll their sleeves up and they've got to, you know, to learn more about the product so they can, you know, build upon their customer base and, and, and so that they maintain those relationships. And everybody's good at that, but that's kind of the core principle. If you go back, I don't know, say the 80s, and you had a scissor lift in your rental fleet, and you had to go look for scaffolding. And you had to go call on those guys and say, hey, I've got a, I've got a faster, efficient way to get you in the air to put your bricks up, for example. And, and so... With new standards and new products, you got to go back to some of the original values that we had in growing the business into what it is today. And I think um, every rental company, anybody in rental, does a great job with it now. And 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 as far as sales reps go or service guys, I mean, you always have to be studying this and, and educating yourself and listening to your customers. Oh, we like this. We like this about this. And that feedback's what makes everything better in this industry. That's today's podcast, the RER Top 100, and I want to move into products in the next podcast, and I'm not sure which products I'm going to use, but I want something new and different that maybe you can find educational, and I don't want to be biased to one OEM or the other, but I want to see a cool product that gives the guys something to think about and possibly add to the rental fleet, and they can produce revenue with it, so Stay tuned for that one. Thanks for tuning in this. And keep in mind, if you're a rental company uh, and you have lift equipment, this is the podcast for you. Do you have equipment sitting on the fence and you need to turn your old machines into cash? Let Shimp Wholesale help you make the most of your fleet. Call us today at 816-749-3343.